Hi, I'm Lauren Dukeman, one of the hosts of the Compel Podcast. On today's episode, we are in Toronto with our friend Colleen McFadden, who trains women Bible teachers and leads the women's ministry at her church. We will be talking with her about why it's important for women to be involved in discipleship and to be equipped. So welcome to the Compel Podcast, how ordinary women spread the gospel story. Well, welcome to the Compel Podcast. My name is Lauren Dukeman, and I'm here with my friend Kirsten Kerbitz. Hello. We, yep, and we also have with us today Colleen McFadden. Hi there. So, Colleen, can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners today? Sure. I uh, live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been there for about five years. I work vocationally for a parachurch organization called the Charles Simeon Trust. We're based in Chicago, Illinois, but most of our staff lives all around. Um, We train Bible teachers uh, really for the sole purpose of promoting the growth of the gospel around the world, but we promote the growth of the gospel by training biblical expositors. So we have workshops where Bible teachers can come and learn um, tools to better study the Bible in order to teach it. Uh, we have them for men and for women. We also have some online courses that you can take anywhere in the world at any time. Um, also, my quote-unquote spare time, I'm on staff at our local church as the director of women's ministry in the Philadelphia suburbs. Yeah, I love that because I think one of the reasons why I want to talk to you today is because of your passion for discipling women. Because, um, yeah, we see in Scripture that Jesus has commanded every believer, both male and female, to be a part of the Great Commission and make disciples of all nations in our communities and stuff. Um, What does that look like for you, and how have you engaged women who say, yeah, I believe that and want to make disciples, but how do I do that, and where where do I even start? Well, discipleship is a really important thing in the local church because discipleship means helping someone else follow Jesus. Mm. And I think we are called to come alongside one another to encourage and exhort one another to follow Jesus. So discipleship should be just a constant thing that's happening all the time between people. The key to knowing how to start in discipleship is really just opening your Bible. Because to help someone else follow Jesus, the best way to get to know him is in the very word of God that speaks of him and speaks of his story and speaks of um, God's redemption plan to redeem his people through Jesus Christ. So one of the easiest ways that I know how to do discipleship um, that anybody can do, as long as you have a Bible, is just opening it up and reading the Bible one-on-one with somebody else and just meeting weekly to read through the Gospel of Mark together, to read through Genesis, or just pick a book of the Bible and just read through it with another person. Yeah, that seems so easy. (laughs) And just, yeah, just life on life almost, so... Um, as you talked about Charles Simeon Trust, I think something good for our listeners to hear is what are you doing with Charles Simeon Trust? Are you just equipping all people or who, who is your main focus as you are a part of the organization and, and your role with it? That's a great question. With my role working with women's workshops, our target audience is really going to be the leader and the teacher in the local church. So as I said, we're a parachurch organization. We Mm. seek to come alongside the local church and equip some of the leaders and teachers so they can have principles to go back to their local context and pass it on. So we're at our workshops, we're not looking for any church member to come Mm. along. We're actually looking just to equip 
the leader and teacher and so that she can pass it on because anybody can do this anybody you know you just need to mm. learn it and then you can pass it on um, we do have online courses where the reach is a little bit broader obviously because it's online anybody can do it anywhere and sometimes our leaders and teachers that come to our workshops seek to bring the training back to their local context so they um, frequently will use our online courses as a way to do that so they'll watch the courses online the videos online and then they supplement it with the training that they've received and the and the practice that they had at the workshop which Mm -hmm. is it's a really great combination it works really well yeah, I really like I like that you guys are focused on strengthening the local churches and national churches and building them up and just giving leaders in the churches tools to take to their churches and their small groups and pass that on, which it gets me to the question, like, why is it important for all women to know how to study their Bibles? Well, all, all men and women should know how to study their Bibles. I mean, just opening up God's word is life-giving, mm-hmm. right? So um, 2 Timothy 3 talks about the word of God, that, that scripture is God-breathed and it equips us for every good work. So if that's true, if it makes me complete for every good work, if it teaches me, if it corrects me, if it rebukes me, reproves me, why wouldn't I want to read it? Why, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want to know how I can honor God with my life? Um, I also just think it's, in, it's something that we, the Bible is something we should study because we should know our God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are created in his image. He's our creator. Um, he, has, he is our savior. He is carrying us through to the end. He is keeping us secure. Um, our inheritance in heaven is secure. So why, why wouldn't we want to know more about God and who he is mm-hmm. and so we can ultimately worship and glorify him. Yeah. I think so many people feel like they can get that from the Sunday morning sermon. So why would it be important for women to be able to teach other women and not just have the pastor teaching the whole congregation then? Why do you find that important? That's a great question because the Sunday sermon is significantly important. If that's the right way to say it, significantly <laughs> important. It is so important to gather with God's people, with your mm, local right. congregation weekly, gathering to worship worship God together. Um, but there is a unique aspect among women, or just among men, so among the genders, where we share different experiences that men just don't share. Um, There are certain things that a woman can teach me that a man simply cannot. There are experiences that we have as women um, that a man just has a really hard time speaking into. He he perhaps doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the expertise on it. And I need to hear it from a woman. Now, I'm not just talking about practical things. I'm not saying, you know, know, a woman will help me better learn how to be a wife or a mother. Yes, those are true things and those are helpful things. But I just mean even things like um, just the challenges of having little kids. How do I fit in my Bible reading time and, and what does that look like? And is that important for me still? Well, a woman saying to me, yes, reading your Bible every day is just as important as changing your kid's diaper. Mm-hmm. You know, she can say that to me and I'll listen. But if a, if a man were to say that, it falls just a little bit differently. Right. Um, he, sure, he certainly still can. But you just women have a unique uh, relationship with one another just based on their gender. I also think it's biblical. Like you see in Titus 2, it's the older women teaching the younger, the younger women 
what is good. And it, I think a lot of that is, yeah, the household step too, but I think it also is a truth. So yeah, I think that's a biblical foundation thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And how it says they're there to teach what is good and train the younger women mm-hmm. so that the word of God will not be reviled, right. which mm-hmm. means that the older women must know what the word means yeah. so that they don't end up reviling it when mm-hmm. they're teaching and training the younger women. Mm-hmm. So what are ways that we can equip ourselves or someone could equip themselves to study the Bible in order to communicate it to others? And where does one start to learn the basic principles to study the Bible? I think the first step is just reading your Bible, just getting practice and reading it. And and when I say read it, I mean read it all the way through Mm -hmm. from beginning to end to understand the whole story. Um, I try to read through my Bible through from beginning to end every year so I do like a Bible reading plan and you can do it faster than that you could read through the whole Bible in six months if you wanted to but just trying to get a grand sweep of the overall picture of the Bible I think that's a good first step I think another helpful step is as as a resource as an additional resource than just reading your Bible is to get a good study Bible Mm A good study Bible will introduce each book with historical context. I mean, some of these books were written thousands of years ago. We don't know what that cultural context was like. So it's helpful to have um, just a quick synopsis of what the historical context could be. Um, Also, a study Bible will have an outline of the book, and that I call that in Simeon Trust language, the macro structure of a book. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you can just see how one biblical book is structured as a whole, then when you go to study an individual piece, it'll be easier for you. So for example, if you take the book of Ephesians, you have six chapters in Ephesians. The first three chapters are sort of the the statements, the um, this is who who you are in Christ. And then the Next three chapters, chapters four through six, are the so what. This is how you then live it out. And there's many more commands in those chapters. So if you just understand how those two parts of the book work together, then when you're in any one individual section, it'll be easier for you to understand. I think, so there you go. Read through the Bible yourself. um, Get a good study Bible. And then I think also reading, well, I already said read the Bible one-on-one with someone else. If you read with another person, they can really teach you a lot too. You know, maybe they've learned stuff along the way that you didn't know before, and you can just pick up some um, tools from them on on how to do it. Uh, Yeah, and then... You can also take a Simeon Trust online course. <laughs> there's, there's the First Principles course has mm-hmm. a, um, a wealth of tips and strategies and tools to mm-hmm. study, ha, to learn how to read the Bible in order to study it um, to get to the main point. Mm-hmm. And it's not just hermeneutics, like how to study the Bible. Like Simeon Trust introduces homiletics, like how to teach principles, right? That is true because we are about biblical exposition, and so exposition is. Uh, well, the simplest definition I've heard is making the main point of the text the main point of your talk. Mm. And it's, there's one thing to getting a text right, and there's another thing to getting the text across to somebody else. Yeah. Right? Those are two different things. But we want to speak what the scriptures are saying. We don't want to put our own spin on it. Um, so how, how do you then communicate it to somebody else? So yeah, for, especially in our workshops, we are working toward that end where we are equipping the teacher, the communicator at our men's workshops. It's usually the, um, senior pastor who's preaching regularly on Sunday mornings. 
We want to help with how do you study the Bible in order to teach it well. I think it's great that you're talking about equipping other women to teach other women. And I think often we see that in a lot of ministries overseas when they start a new church plant. Often it is women and their like young kids that are first to come to faith in the Lord. And it takes a while for men to really get to that point of being willing to uh, lay down their own lives. And um, I think it's just cool to hear about how when we think of that, then we're thinking, how do we equip these women overseas? And if it's just the man the man teacher that's equipping them, it can be a little bit odd. And even culturally, how do you interact with them well? And for women, there is such a warmth that we have with each other just because we're women. And it's great in that context, and it's great here as well. Um, I, what's one of the ways that you've really seen this play out as you've been a part of these workshops have you seen other ladies been able being able to use this in their churches and they have used it in so many different ways it's so intriguing that we the semitra started with just workshops for men so for the pastors who preach on sunday morning and that was the outlet primarily um that was being affected that uh, Sunday sermon was better just because they had come to a workshop. Mm. When we started doing these for women in 2011, we recognized, okay, the woman is not the Sunday morning preacher. Uh, she works with women's ministry, which sometimes is, it could be an upfront talk in front of a large group. It could be a Bible study of 15 women. Um, sometimes a woman's ministry or a woman in ministry works in children's ministry and so they're either developing curriculum they're assessing curriculum they're teaching the kids or thinking about thinking up activities Um, a big ministry that we've seen come up lately is blogging ministries and the amount of blogs that are out there that are interpreting the scriptures and then communicating them in written form is astounding and boy we need to be better at understanding the scriptures well in order to communicate it even as we're writing out in a blog um i would say the ministry among women is in some ways more informal i mean it happens among men too no doubt um but the uh, just the core for a woman in ministry is going to be the one-on-one. At least that's how it is in my church. The The majority of my ministry is a one-on-one ministry where I'm just always reading the Bible one-on-one with somebody else, and it's not going to be this like public thing, um, though I enjoy doing that too. Right. How would you suggest others to really get into these one-on-one relationships? I feel like that's something that you've talked about a few times now and that's awesome that that's a part of your ministry but how would you encourage ladies that might feel a little bit shy i mean they're they're looking for something but how did they go about finding that for themselves the first time i did it i asked a friend a really good friend to do it with me because i was nervous i wasn't sure i i had heard about reading the bible one-to-one there's a really good book that my old pastor wrote it's called one-to-one bible reading shocker of a title i know that's easy to remember (laughs) but uh i i heard about this idea and i know of other women who do it and so i wanted to try it but i was nervous about it so i asked a really good friend would you try this with me let's Mm. just read the book of colossians together so that's what we did 
did. And we met four or five times and we read through the book together and neither of us died. So that, right. (laughs) So we figured we could try it again with somebody else. And so then I tried with someone else and it went okay. And every time I've done it, I've learned more. Mm. But I mean, with anything in life, you have to, well, you have to just try. You have, you have to just step out in faith and then you just have to practice. You're going to be better the 10th time you do it than you were the first time you did it. And that, that's true for teaching the Bible, you know, up front. That's true for reading the Bible one-to-one. That's true even if you're not used to just reading the Bible for yourself. The Bible is a book of literature full of genres, you know, different types of, right. of literature, different ways to read. And um, the first time you open it, the first several times you open it, it's confusing. It's just, it's a hard book to read. But the more you read it, it's guaranteed it will become easier. Even if you don't have study tools at your disposal, just the Lord is faithful. The more you give yourself to the word, it does not return void. It doesn't return empty. It won't. It will accomplish the purposes that it set out to do. Yeah, I love that. And I think that ties in to my final question for you would be, how has understanding the basic principles of biblical hermeneutics and exposition impacted your own life? Wow, it's really grown my love for Jesus, first and foremost, to just to understand better through the scriptures, especially through all of the scriptures. I've been studying, we're studying Judges in our women's Bible study, and I've been studying Exodus for for a workshop for Simeon Trust. To see in those Old Testament scriptures the need for christ and then that god actually delivered in christ Mm -hmm. makes me so excited to be living in this time to be able to then share that same message that was proclaimed thousands of years ago that it's still god's plan for this world that god still wants people to be saved that god still wants this message to go out so it's really increase my love for Jesus. Yeah. 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 I think it's also increased my love for the local church. Mm -hmm. Just as I've seen women grow in the local church, like I've walked alongside them. They've walked alongside me. I mean, if I think back 20 years ago where I was, I was nowhere where I am now. I mean, I literally thought the exile happened before the exodus. (laughs) And if, oh, man. So you all are laughing, but some people listening are not laughing because they don't know the order of those events. So, right. you, you know, that's where I was. I yeah. really did not understand the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just digging in to study along with other people has just grown my love for the local church as they have helped me grow. And then as I've watched them grow and just to see what the Lord has done in their lives. And and I know a lot of people listening are, are involved in missions. And I've, I've been super encouraged to see so many people committed to missions um, care about this too, mm-hmm. to, to really care about being equipped well in the scriptures as they go out onto the mission field. I, I can think of several women who come to our workshops. They're, they're home on furlough. Or um, I, I have people email me from Germany that they're asking, when is the workshop in some town? Because they're going to be, they're going to happen to be there. You know, they want to get these tools so that when they're on the mission field, they're able to communicate well the scriptures or just to study the Bible with somebody else. Well, I think, yeah, it's just a really important thing to give your life to. Colleen, thank you so much for sharing with us and sharing with our listeners as well as they are wanting to just be encouraged and be equipped by the word. And um, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with them or anything to leave them with? 
Yeah, if anybody's listening that is um, not in missions but considering it, I say you do it. I say you go for it. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. <laughs> I say you go for it. You know, I I think often when I think of missions, missions is big for me. We I love reading missionary bi- biographies, but I think of the book of Philippians that mentions partnership. That there's a theme of partnership in there, and I just pray for the missionaries of our local church and other ones that I know that and I, when I pray I'm thinking I'm in partnership with them right mm. and Paul opens his letter to the Philippians with this um, prayer for the Philippians who have partnered with them in the ministry and this is what I try to pray for missionaries and and for everyone in my local church he says in one nine, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what's excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. I think that is something I hold on to, that he will keep us secure until the day of Christ. And so may our love abound more and more for one another as we come to know the scriptures better. And then we will be rejoicing together, people from Every tribe, nation, and tongue together um, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm. Amen. I'm so glad we had a chance to hear from Colleen. I love her perspective and enthusiasm and want to dive into God's Word every time I talk to her. You can find out more about Simeon Trust online courses at simeontrust.org. Another resource for online Bible classes is from the Ethnos 360 Bible Institute. You can find more information about those classes at e360bible.org. Thanks for listening.